Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Tim Joseph, and you are listening to the Vivid Ascension Podcast. Thanks so much for being here today. This past weekend, oh, by the way, before I get into our topic for the day, for those of you that are watching, you'll notice, and if you watched last week's episode, I am changing the camera angle. By the way, it's a new space as well. I like sitting on the couch if I want to, you know, lean back. This is, you know, a safe space. I feel like it's a bit comfier. Uh, maybe there might be an episode where I bring in a blanket and I'm under the blanket, but uh, so week to week, I still haven't decided exactly what flow I want. I brought the camera in a little bit closer. I felt as if last time maybe I was a bit too far. Uh, anyway, so I'm having fun trying to figure that out. I hope you're enjoying it too for those of you that are watching. For those of you that are listening, don't worry. You're not missing out on anything. Uh, by the way, last week's episode, the audio sounded a bit... There was something wonky about the audio. It didn't sound crisp or clear. So I've made some changes for today's episode. I hope that you're, you're hearing those changes. I hope the audio is a bit clearer, whether you're watching or listening. Anyway, those are a few housekeeping items. Again, thanks for being here. Now, topic for today. Last weekend, my wife and I went to a marriage retreat. It was about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so just for the weekend. And the theme of this marriage retreat was all things new. And that has just been a theme since that retreat that I've been thinking about. And I thought it would be nice to just sit down and talk about it. Whether you are someone who is married, someone who's dating, or someone who's single, we can all resonate and relate to this theme of newness in Christ. And I think it would be great for us to just explore and discuss what does that mean? All right, so I'm going to start with 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 that says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone. Let me, re let me repeat. The new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Dramatic pause for us to really process that truth. I almost want to read it again. I'm going to read one little piece. The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here for those who are in, in Christ, anyone who is in Christ. There's a book that I read last month called Transformed. It was written by a gentleman by the name of Remy Adeleke. Incredible book. This guy, um, he, he tells his story of growing up in Nigeria. And I won't ruin it for you, but he ends up having to move with his mother and older brother to Brooklyn. He grows up in Brooklyn and kind of has a rough upbringing and gets into some crazy things. Um, ends up joining the military and 
works towards becoming a Navy SEAL, ends up becoming a Navy SEAL, and he just shares his story so raw and authentically, and he is transformed by Jesus, and he details the type of person that he was before he knew Christ, and the type of person he became after he knew Christ, and he goes, he, he, he ex explains so well just how he was in such darkness he was very prideful and when he has this encounter with christ don't worry i'm not i'm not ruining anything for you i recommended the book to a good friend of mine and and he really enjoyed it but this theme of being transformed or being made new through christ is something that was even present for me in the month of January when I was reading that book. Again, transformed by Remy Adeleke. While we were at the marriage retreat, we were looking at this text in scripture and we were taking time to dissect or process rather what stood out to us. And I have my notes here. We read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 to 21. But for me, what stood out to me was verse 17. And I, 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 in my notes here, and, and I'm, I'm going to try my, my best to fine-tune my thoughts, but we're just... We're just having a conversation, right? We're Hopefully, maybe if you're watching this or you're listening to this, you can pull this up, this scripture up as well. Because what stands out to me in verse 17 is while I was reading it, I wrote down, God, I wish you mentioned healing here. Because that what I believe, and it's through what I experienced, that process of healing, excuse me, that process of being made a new creation, it comes from healing. What do I mean by that? What do I mean it comes from healing? Well, as sinners, Paul tells us that apart from Christ, we were slaves to our sin. There's something when I'm gonna I'm gonna have to chop and edit this thing because they're gonna be there are gonna be a lot of pauses here. But I really wanna make sure that I'm 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 doing a, a good job at processing what it is that I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to me so that I can share with you. But healing is needed when something is broken. When you are a new creation, you are no longer broken. You are made new. If I have something in my home that is broken and no longer works and functions correctly, if I can't fix it, meaning heal it, I get something new. Or when I fix it, it's being made brand new. We are all, apart from Christ, broken people. 
and it is through the blood of Jesus that we find healing. So here I am, I'm looking at verse 17 because I'm correlating newness with healing. And I, I'm writing my thoughts in my notes and I say, God, I wish you mentioned healing here because that newness, it comes from healing. And then I read verse 18 again, or I, actually before I read verse 18, because we're looking at this scripture together in our groups, right at the, this marriage retreat. So we're looking at it with other couples and other couples at the table are sharing what they're seeing from this excerpt. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 through 21. And someone mentions reconciliation. And then I look again at verse 18 and I see all this is from God who reconciled himself through Christ. And then the Holy Spirit tells me, <laughs> he tells me, I reconciled you to me. And that's how you found your healing. It's there. I've shared, if you look at past episodes that I've dropped, I've talked about this transformation that I experienced in understanding uh, the Lord's, the Father's love for me. That experience of understanding God's love for me is what brought great healing in my life and freedom from sin in my life, thus making me a new creation. What healing do you need in your life? What level of reconciliation do you need in your life so that you can experience being a new creation? Because I, I think we can say, I think we can say, or I'm going to go out on a limb here, if you are not receiving this reconciliation, if you are not able to fully, wholly reconcile yourself to the Father through Christ, and I mean reconciling yourself in understanding his love for you, his grace for you, his acceptance of you, the identity that you have through Christ, the giftings that he has blessed you with through the Holy Spirit, If you don't, if, if there's a gap, if there isn't a full reconciliation there, can we fully experience being a new creation? I remember for years, I would look at how scripture says we are made as new creations. And I just was like, this is great. Like, I hope it happens to me. I'm going to believe it because the Bible says so, but I'm still struggling. I'm still dealing with pornography addiction. I'm still having moments where I'm living in sin. This was me years ago, college. Living in sin was in college. The addiction to pornography, that was for decades. That was for decades. And it wasn't until I experienced this reconciliation, which I will call for me healing, healing my broken understanding of who I was 
and how I was viewed in the eyes of God, it wasn't until that was reconciled that I was able to step out and live out this newness, this new life, to fully experience the old being gone and the new being here. And this is available to all of us. This is available to all of us. It's the power of the gospel. This is the good news. This is the good news. This, I'm going to say it a third time. This is the good news. And he has given us the ministry of reconciliation through Christ. So for you who may be struggling with depression, with addiction, with fear, with a lack of, of self-confidence, almost to the point where you are bringing yourself down, you can become a new creation. Through the Holy Spirit, there is a level of reconciliation to God through Christ that is available for you. And I hope this gives you hope. I hope it gives you hope to keep pressing forward. To keep pressing forward. That's a lot just from two verses, isn't it? That's crazy. The word of God is alive and active, sharper than a double-edged sword. I want to go to, we might have to keep talking about this. We might have to keep talking about this. Um, I want to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and it says in verse 6 for God who said let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. I got to keep reading. This is good. Verse 8. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus. So that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. What does carrying 
the body of the death of Jesus look like in your life? Scripture talks about dying to ourselves and being alive in Christ. Here's another example of dying to ourselves and being alive in Christ. That's part of this process of being made new. While you try to answer that question, I'll try to answer it too. What are the ways that I have had to die so that Christ may be alive in me so that I so that I could walk out being a new creation? Pride has had to die being too proud to confess my sins being too proud to admit when I'm wrong especially to my wife that's almost a almost a constant I always gotta admit when I'm wrong and I thank her for her grace pride having to die in the workplace Y'all, I'm working a job that I had been wrestling for my job. I'm grateful for it right now. My Lord is really, thank God, he's changed my heart. I'm very content with the work that I do, my full time, my nine to five, my eight to four. But part of that process of being content and being able to really be a light and being able to uh, do everything, every work I do as, as an offering unto the Lord has had to be being humble, being humble and being grateful, thus leading to contentment, thus allowing me to have peace. Have joy. I've had to let go of idols. Um, my sin struggle was an idol in that it was what I turned to when I was sad, when I felt as if I was out of control. And I've said this before in past in a past episode or maybe multiple episodes in the past, but we got to talk about. Gently and, and in a very respectful and loving way, but we have to talk about trauma. We got to talk about it because of the fact that I believe unless we are able to find resources to address the false thinking patterns, the false belief systems and frameworks that we have adopted in a way to heal from our trauma, unless we are able to replace the false with truth we will be stuck in a cycle and unable to step out and live out that newness through Christ 
And so for me, it was having to let go again of the idol and trust God rather than trusting the sin. And I would say being able to trust God stemmed from understanding how much God loved me. And maybe it's not like that for everyone, but that's how it was for me. So what about you? What do you need to let die? What in your life has to die so that you can live the life of Jesus and have it manifested in your body? Hmm. We might come back to this scripture but I think I got to end it here. We're going to come back to this. <laughs> but I'm going to end it there. I hope that this gets you thinking. Um, I want to close with this. My friend, my brother, my sister... If you are hungry for newness, it's available to you. Jesus, Jesus died on the cross so that you could be a new creation. John 15, he, he talks about, this is before he's crucified. He's, he's praying and he's, he, it almost is as if he's begging the Father that we can be one with him just as he is one with the Father. And when we are new creations, it's not us. It's, it's Christ living out through us, through his Holy Spirit. If you are someone who is just struggling to believe that you can experience being a new creation, one, I want to pray for you, and we're going to pray. But I also just want you to know it's available. It is available. And we'll try to figure it out together. Um, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. I thank you for your faithfulness, and I thank you for your sovereignty. I thank you for the gift of salvation through Christ and for the power of the blood shed on the cross. I thank you for the gift of the good news and I thank you for the peace that it brings, this gospel of peace that we can use to stand firm, to gird ourselves up. For anybody that is listening to this, Lord, that is hungry for experiencing newness in Christ, that is so deeply desiring 
what your scripture says about the old going away and the new taking place. Lord, I ask that you give them strength. I ask that your Holy Spirit cover them with peace, protect them from fear. I ask that your Holy Spirit give them discernment. I pray that you connect them with appropriate resources, whether that be therapy, whether that be pastoral mentorship or discipleship, whether that be a brother or sister or community of believers that they can lean on to to stand with them in faith and truth as they press into this newness through the process of letting go of idols, through the process of replacing false thinking patterns, false belief systems, and replacing it with your truth, the truth about who they are, the truth about your love for them. Father God, I ask that your hand be over this process in their lives. I pray that you cover them with love, cover them with peace, and protect them from the lies of the enemy, Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you protect them from opposition, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you in the next one. Peace.